This is the Disciple Makers Podcast. The following audio comes from the National Disciple Making Forum by Discipleship.org. The theme was Disciple Maker, where Dan Spader of Sun Life led a track called Transforming the Culture of Youth Ministry. Here's today's track session from Sun Life. I, you guys are all special, um, and because of that, and you're the creative genius in this room, uh, we've created a really unique PowerPoint for you, um, for reasons I've never seen before. It's just falling apart, uh, and he knows more than I do, and he couldn't figure it out. I, never, I've never seen this before, so this is total. it's like reversing. Those two squares are not supposed to be there, and... But that is really creative, though, don't you think? Black and purple? Yeah, you know, so you guys are all special. You get black and purple, and we'll see how this works. It's really supposed to be brown with an eye. It's, I don't know what's happened. It's just, I've never seen it before. It's just falling apart. So we'll see as we go through it how it works. So uh, I still have a couple more minutes. Is that right? And I need four chairs, too. So we'll see how we're doing, because we may squeeze you all together unless... I was a little bit afraid this room is going to fill us up. Yeah, can we find four blunt empty chairs? I thought maybe I might be able to stay out of this room, but um, if we have some empty ones, we'll grab them, but they went to get some, so. It's good to have you here. How many of you, uh, I think we have some, do we have some of the Navigators team in here? What? Some of the church uh, I was told a number of them might be coming into this track. They're not here yet. Yeah, no. I work with the navigators. Okay, you work with navigators on the church resource team? No, I'm a uh, pastor that works Okay, with you're a pastor that works with them. He's, cool. He's the one that told me. This <laughs> okay, that you had to come. You right. didn't really want to come to this one, but you well, had to come. Yeah. You know, was I was told, some were told that. So, okay, good to have you here. All right. Tony, All right. Nice good. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's why I was once. And how many of you are full-time or part-time youth pastors? Can I see your hand? Wonderful, wonderful youth. Uh, the rest of you youth workers in some capacity? Uh, how many of you here, because you don't know why you're here, but you really have a heart, for, probably heart for youth or something like that way? Okay. Um, have, any of you, have any of you ever been through training events that I've done before? Any of you? Well, okay, cool. That's neat. That's neat. Great. Uh, some of our team here. There's Calvin. going to be presenting later on up from Canada, Canada, Canada. We allow a Canadian come down from Canada, eh? Right. So, yeah, eh, eh? Uh, we, and Doug Holliday is the new executive director of Sun Life. Been leading Sun Life for the last, how many years, Doug? Four years now. Four? boys. time flies when you're having fun, huh? Coming up like five. <laughs> yeah, coming up five. Feels like 20, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I launched Sun Life Ministries. My name is Dan Spader, and I'll get into this formula in a little bit. But, and then Doug has stepped up the... and. Uh, Passed the baton to Doug, and Doug's done a great job moving it forward. So, great. Get two more chairs here. We're going to keep these and use these. Wonderful. These are my these are my illustration okay. tools. Okay. So now, if I get people to come and sit in here, which will be okay, I'm just going to pick on them all the time. So we're going to turn it around. Yeah, yes. they're going to look back at that. Okay, great. Great, so. How are we doing, time-wise? My clock's probably not there. Is it, is it time? 29. 
29, got another minute, okay. That's right, that's what we we'll teach them. Get some of those back row Baptists up front. Yeah. We'll take, they'll start the offering right here, man. <laughs> Are these seats taken? Okay, okay, because there's some if they're trying to pull. We have some more seats up here in front if you want some. Um, is this somebody? Is that yours? Okay. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and start, and if you don't mind, I'll uh, begin with some prayer. Um, bringing in another chair. I think we're doing okay with chairs. Okay, that'll be it. Thank you. Except now I have to write a new book, because my book is Four Chair Discipling, and now I have five. <laughs> Thank you. Just kidding. All right. Let's pray. Let me... <laughs> Let me, let me pray. Father, I just ask you to show up during a time together. Pray that I would be a quick read on the needs of this group and that your spirit would guide us in the truth. Father, we say we love you. We thank you for the privilege of being here. I felt like I've had enough to go home even after that first session. Now, it was great to see men and women I admire and respect uh, uh, up front and um, just thank you for this gathering. So we commit it to you. We commit our time to you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have some chairs up here if you want some more chairs. Uh, I have a hunch we might be fairly full in here, so a couple more here. Uh, again, I'm just going to apologize up front. My PowerPoint is totally falling apart, and we had an expert in here. don't have a clue why it happened or what it is. Um, so I'm not that creative to have purple on black with two white squares. So the square should not be there, and it should not be purple or black. But outside of that, it's pretty common. So, uh, but, so we're going to make it work, all right? Uh, my name is Dan Spader. I led Sun Life Ministries for 25 years, launched it, grew out of a youth ministry in a local church. My passion is the next generation. For 30 years, I've signed every uh, email I had. used to be letters, but now email. Uh, with Psalm 78, that the next generation know the powers and wonders of the Lord. I now lead a ministry called Global Youth Initiative, which I'm just passing the baton of that to uh, in January to a younger executive director. But Global Youth Initiative grew out of Sun Life, is now in 117 countries. And 67 of those countries have national organization, or indigenous national organizations of multiplying disciples. So uh, the stuff I'm going to share with you, I know works. Because you don't know me, I'm a basic, I'm a farm boy from South Dakota, a pig farmer. I'm not that smart. I know how to think, write manuals, and I know Jesus. And uh, 20, well, 40 years ago, 45 years ago, I was challenged uh, with a statement by a prof, and I think it was written up in the, about this. While I was a brand new Christian at Moody Bible Institute, a prof made a statement in passing some of Christ's initial disciples could have been or probably were teenagers when Jesus began to work with them. I had just been hired part-time in a church of 100 with a youth group of about 8 to 10 kids as a part-time youth pastor, and I needed a job, and I said, if you're going to pay me to practice on your kids, I'll take it. I should be paying you, but if you're going to pay me, I'll take it. I didn't have a clue what a youth group should be or should do, I'd never been in a youth group. Uh, I was a brand new Christian, saved at engineering school. 
miraculously turned my life around, and that's another whole story in itself, was off at Bible school, been a Christian a year, and, and yet I was a youth pastor. And so I ran to that prof after that class, and it was the Gospel of John. And I said, is it really true Jesus' disciples could have been teenagers? And Because, uh, see, I, had, I, I knew enough about the Bible to know Jesus was about 30 when he launched his ministry. And if you're 20, Jesus was an old guy, okay? 30 years old, that's old at 20, okay? And I figured the disciples were a bunch of old guys, too. And when I heard that statement, I ran to him. I said, is that really true? And the prof said, yeah, probably. John was 16, 17 years old. The rest of the disciples, maybe late teens, early 20s. And, and I said, wow, if that's true, then what did Jesus do with his youth group? And the prof kind of chuckled, like, you know, well, what... <laughs> I guess he was a youth pastor in his hands. What did he do with his youth group? Well, he, he just compiled this Harmony of the Gospels. A matter of fact, I think I brought my original one here. Yeah. And uh, he just compiled this Harmony of the Gospels. His name was Stan Gundry, the Thomas and Gundry Harmony of the Gospels. And uh, he said, well, you got to go get one. Do you understand what a, a harmony is? A harmony takes the four Gospels, puts them in chronological order. In other words, what did Jesus do the first year? What did Jesus do the second year? What did Jesus do third year? What did he do fourth year? And he said, yeah, just study Jesus. Do what Jesus did. Where did he go? What did he say? What did he not do? Why did he do this? Why did he not do this? Uh, I lead tours to Israel now. Been there over 50 times. Why? Because the fifth Gospel, the land, to me, is the fifth Gospel. And my passion is to go deeper in the real Jesus. So I went down to the bookstore, and this is a harmony. These were like 20 bucks at the time. I said, man, I just about walked out because uh, I could barely afford 20 bucks as a you know, poor Bible school student. And uh, I was flipping through this original manual, and right on page 67, I squam- found a squash fly. I said, wow. I went to a bookstore owner and said, sir, you can't charge full price for this. He said, you're right, 50% off. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> That fly was worth, you know, 10 bucks. Inflation, that guy's worth about 15, 20 bucks nowadays. So every time I go into a Christian bookstore, I carry a jar of flies with me. That, you know, <laughs> <laughs> now, I joke about that. And I, some of you have been around me. Our, our team here rolls their eyes. They've heard me say that a thousand times. I joke about that. But, you know, the more I, I've been walking with the Lord over 45 years now, I know the stuff I'm going to share with you works. It's true. It's right. It's proven. We've had... Hundreds of thousands go through the life of Christ in our breakdown of it. Uh, I share that with you because the more I walk with Jesus, the more I'm convinced he sovereignly put that little fly there for me. Sovereignly put that fly. Because that caused me to buy this harmony for the next 10 years. My doctorate work was just analyzing the life of Christ. What did Jesus do the first year? What did he do second year? What did he do third year? And what did he do fourth year? Uh, and I want to figure this out in the context of the next generation of younger emerging leaders. Just like Jesus did not invest with the Sadducees and Pharisees and the old guys, the rich rulers, leaders of his day, he poured into unlearned and ignorant, the book of Acts says, tax collectors, fishermen, and within four years turned the world upside down through those guys. So I begin to just analyze how did Jesus do that. We call it our youth group Sun Life because we're just trying to figure out the sun's life. As God began to bless and multiply that ministry, uh, people began to come and say, how are you doing that? Our youth group grew about the size of the church. Students were reaching students. I said, I don't know, we're just doing what Jesus did. Well, what's that? We put together our first Sun Life Strategy Seminar trying to explain the life of Christ to those who we work with. God began to bless that, began to multiply. Uh, we began to train all over North America for a number of years. Uh, and, uh, and then it began to go overseas, and now we're in a... 
100 and some countries around the globe. But I want to give you what I call an overview of an understanding of the life of Christ and uh, how he, through the next generation, birthed the movement of all things disciples. Make sense? Now, I know a lot about you based upon where you chose to be seated already. You do know that, don't you? And this helps those of you up front. Whenever you stand in front of a group, research consistently shows the most intelligent people of any group always tend to sit on the speaker's left. So that would be over here. Yeah, it's the only seat you Now, as I'm looking at the th- group, there's a couple exceptions to the rule. But as a whole, as a whole, the most intelligent. And those who tend to sit in the middle, so I think that'd be right here, tend to be your party animals. They want to be surrounded by others, so they always gravitate in the middle. And then those who sit on the right side, I'll tell you about them later on. Uh, it's better the back right-hand corner. They tend to be your troublemakers. They're analytical thinkers. You know, they, they basically say, if you're not good, I'm out of here if not physically, mentally, so you better be good. So they're analytical. We'll see if that proves to be true or not. So, but I, I just got some time. I want to serve you well. I want to have time for question and answer. We've got a smaller group here by size of bigger groups. So feel free at any time I say something you don't catch, you don't connect with, you doubt, you question. Let's just go at it, okay? I love it when people disagree with me. I love it because that means you're thinking. So feel free to do that. But let me introduce some very special people. Now, this picture did not fall apart. This is my wife, three daughters. My oldest two daughters now married. You can definitely tell uh, I married up. Uh, and uh, her, she grew up in Africa. Her parents were missionaries there. Her name is Shar. Um, and uh, so those three daughters, I always say I lived in a girl's dormitory. I go out to the mailbox for companionship. Now, Doug will tell you about his family. This is just a third of Doug. So anyway, but yeah, uh, I'm blessed. You know, there's no guarantees with, with your children, is there? I know some really godly people whose children are not walking with the Lord. But all three of my girls are incredible disciple makers. Incredible. My youngest daughter, Christy, uh, is on a team leader with Campus Crusade in Athens, Ohio, discipling all the women staff there. My other two daughters, married best friends, are planting a church together in San Diego that's already in four years planted four other churches. And there were about 600 people, just uh, incredible, incredible disciples. Uh, and this is our two son-in-loves, I call them, that uh, we adopted in our family. So I now have some boys and I have, this is just four of our grandkids. We believe in multiplication. This was two years ago and I wish I had another picture. There's now eight of them. So we have eight grandkids, 600. I just have a few thousand pictures of my grandkids, okay? So I just thought I'd show you that during this time. Just kidding. Okay, uh, that's who I'm pouring my life into the next five years. We're moving down near them for that very reason, um, because I believe we're to disciple our grandkids. Um, that's probably my wife calling right now. No. Let me shut off. Would you all shut off your phones like I did not do? Okay, so we'll see if that. Sorry about that. So, I hope you can read this. Um, that says, so I'm just going to give you a real fast overview of some things. I want to make a couple highlights. I'm going to suggest to you that there are a couple ways to exegete the life of Christ. I think most every organization here is committed to disciple-making Jesus style, okay? Uh, to some degree and others. I'm going to talk about 